Hey Swifties, welcome to a brand new episode of Swifty School, where together we walk down Amelia Street covering the latest news and Easter eggs from our fearless leader, Taylor Swift. I'm your host, Reagan Bailey, and it is enchanting to have you here. Now that we're out of the woods, let's get into today's episode. another great day to be alive at the same time as Taylor Swift. Hello, everybody. So last week, we chatted all about the Golden Globes, or what I am calling the not-so-Golden Globes. We have so much to chat about in terms of what we have coming up. And if you're new or just joining, welcome to my second official episode of Q&A, or what I like to call, Can I Ask You a Question? Now, I pulled you guys on Instagram in terms of everything that you wanted to hear here questions comments thoughts about taylor thoughts about my life and in this episode what you can expect is all things taylor all things my life and welcome to the podcast a very special guest which if you've been listening from the beginning episode four i brought on matt which is my lover aka my swifty by proxy boyfriend so matt welcome welcome back Thank you. Glad to be here. (laughs) Well, especially if you're watching on YouTube, I'll preface by saying we live together and we're in the same house, but between the two of us, technology is a struggle. And so it's a lot easier for us to just record from our own offices and it makes us look a lot more official. (laughs) Yes. So Matt, you know that I talked a lot about the Golden Globes last week. I want to give everyone a quick overview before we dive into the questions of what we have coming up. So you know that I was just watching on Peacock. We had the playoff games with the Chiefs. Now I'm no NFL girly and you're more of a soccer guy than you are NFL. Is that a correct statement? Correct. Okay. But looking ahead, we do have more playoffs games. It looks like as of today, the Chiefs are going to be playing the Buffalo Bills next. So make sure you guys are in my broadcast channel on Instagram to stay up to date with all of the latest. We do all sorts of outfit predictions. We talk about the game. I give you live updates. It's super duper fun. And I'm not totally sure the update on if the next round of NFL games is also going to be on Peacock. Do you know anything about that, Matt? I don't know. Well, didn't you say it was only for the Chiefs game? I know it was only for the Chiefs game, but I don't know if NBC bought the Chiefs game again, if that's going to be on Peacock or what the situation is moving forward. But aside from that, it's definitely award show season. We're in the thick of it. The Emmys just happened this past weekend and not too much to report on that other than Selena looks gorgeous. She was wearing Oscar de la Renta, which if you follow Taylor's fashion or if you're big on the Taylor Swift styled blog, you know that Taylor wears Oscar de la Renta all the time. Matt and I actually had the pleasure of seeing Taylor in an Oscar de la Renta gown at the Eras Tour film premiere. You remember the blue dress she was wearing? Mm-hmm. It was so long. It was like there was like handlers just for the dress. It was very long and it looked like a lot of people agreed with this. It looked almost like it was like a quilt. Yeah. I don't know if you remember it that well. But anyways, that was an Oscar de la Renta dress and Selena was seen wearing Oscar de la Renta at the Emmys. And if you go to Oscar de la Renta's Instagram page, you can see kind of the behind the scenes of them making Selena's dress. It had 480 thousand sequins on it and that's really the only like commentary i have in terms of the emmys because obviously taylor wasn't there but looking ahead we know that we've got the grammys on february 4th and then we've got the people's choice awards on february 18th which is actually here in los angeles now interestingly taylor and travis are both nominated i have no clue what travis would be nominated for (laughs) i just know that he's nominated at the people's choice awards his podcast is there like a podcast award you know what? Maybe you're right. No, he's nominated for Athlete of the Year. That's a, oh, okay. I didn't know that was, that would have been at the People's Choice Awards, but 
Sure. I didn't know that either. And then Taylor's nominated for five categories, Female Artist of the Year, Pop Artist of the Year, Concert Tour of the Year, Movie of the Year, and Social Celebrity of the Year. I'm pretty mm. confident she will win all of those. <laughs> and you, so you think you'll be there together? Well, no. A lot of people are asking me to talk about that, and I'm definitely going to do probably a dedicated episode, so stay tuned for that. But Taylor has a show that day in Australia, so she definitely won't be there. Oh. Yeah. But she will like 99% sure be at the Grammys and it's rumored that the Grammys are trying to pay to have Taylor perform. They just announced today that Billie Eilish will be performing. So curious to see if Taylor will perform. She did perform at the Grammys during COVID, I believe. We actually just watched her performance on YouTube the other day when we were playing with Mm -hmm. the guitar. We put it on the TV. But anywho, just kind of keeping you guys up to date on everything that we have going on. Details will be on my Swifty School page over on Instagram at Swifty School Podcast. Make sure to stay tuned. I will be keeping you up to date on how to tune in to all the award shows, all the details. So make sure to pop over there and stay tuned. All right, Matt. So a lot has happened. I was looking back at the episode four that we filmed. That was on August 28th. Can you believe that? Oh, wow. That was like right when we moved in here. Yeah, it was right after we moved in to our new place. And I feel like a lot in the Taylor world has happened since then, including you got to be in Taylor's presence at the Eras Tour film premiere, which how was that experience for you? It was cool. It was crazy how they had the that whole section of the Grove shut down just for that. And and yeah, it was cool. I think that was like a really surreal experience and it was just like a really chaotic time of our lives. Like we had just moved in. We were both like in the thick of just so much happening and then that got thrown into it. I wish that had happened like more now so that we were more relaxed and I could have like soaked it in. I, I tried to soak it in as much as I could, but it just feels like such a blur in time. I don't know if you feel that way. Yeah, there was a lot going on, but at the same time, it was like more during all the era's tour, like uproar. You know, now it's like months have gone on and we're in a different place, but yeah, I see what you We're mean. in a different era, you mean? <laughs> Matt hates when I say era. I say everything's an era. So Matt will be like drinking coffee and I'm like, are you in your coffee era? And he's like, not everything like, is why? an era. <laughs> Anywho, so really easy. I'm going to keep it easy with the questions. Matt's like a little scared by the questions. So not to worry. We'll start out easy. People just want to know how okay. has your week been? What have you been up to? Give us the 411 on your life. Pretty much everything's been getting my studio here all set up. When we first moved in, I had kind of a temporary setup going. So it's been like two, basically since you know the start of the new year, just getting all this wiring stuff set up. And yeah, it's been a lot, as you know. What is your studio for? I mostly do film and TV music, but I'm starting to branch out a little bit and work with other artists producing. So I needed to set up a better system here where I can work with other artists and do more recording also. Totally. I perhaps will be taking advantage of all of that setup once you have it all done so that I could report the podcast in there. Because as you guys know, which we do have some questions about Los Angeles, but one thing about Los Angeles that I think we both hate is how loud it is all the time. Yes, yes very. <laughs> so even filming this podcast, there's like cars honking and sirens going and helicopters hovering. And helicopters, it's always, yeah. Always a lot. Now, Matt, we have talked at nauseum about whether or not you are a Swifty. I would speak for you in saying you're Swifty by proxy. Someone wanted to know, what are your top five artists? Ooh. Oasis, for sure. Love Oasis. Blink-182. Oasis Blink. Nirvana, obviously. You know I love the country stuff. George Jones, probably. Something more hardcore like Bring Me the Horizon, Under Oath. That Florida Bring Me the Horizon scares me. I feel like a lot of the listeners are not going to know who Bring Me the Horizon is. But we did see them in concert. And I will say it's far from my cup of tea. But I actually really enjoyed. They were extremely good. Would you say like it's a a band, right? 
Yeah, it's a van. I don't know if the one guy was individual, if that was like him. No, 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 it's, it's, yeah, it's a band. Okay, well, I liked the main guy, the main singer a, a lot. I thought he was an excellent performer and that was a good show for me yeah. in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, a little bit about us. If you're new or just joining, I want to talk a little bit more about us and who I am and kind of my connection to this world. If you found me on Spotify, I post fashion, beauty, and Taylor Swift content online. I've kind of been in this influencer world for about four years, but I started my career after college in sales. I have a degree in business management and marketing. So if you ever hear me kind of talk about kind of the behind the scenes or business life, that's where it's coming from. I feel like a lot of people know a lot about me, but they wanted to know more about our relationship and how we met. So I'll let you tell that story. How we met. It's long, oh, long ago now, but we're, I mean, we both grew up in Orlando. And so we went to two different high schools in Orlando and, but we were both in the student governments of our school, actually. And there was like a, a retreat kind of, not a retreat, but a, they called it a summit. And she was there and I was there and the rest is history. Yes, it was a time. I mean, to give you guys perspective, we're in our late twenties now. And that was, yeah, that was like 2013. It was. 14. So that was over 10 years. That was 11 years ago. Yeah. That was 2013. Was. Did we meet 11 years ago? I mean, technically. I mean, because it's 2024. That's wild. I haven't mm -hmm. said that out loud yet. Anywho, that's how we met. We are both from, you would say you're from Florida. I guess we always say we're from Florida. We've both yeah. lived in other places, but I feel like the majority, at least for my childhood, took place in Florida and California. I grew up in Orange County as well. I think we talked about that on the last Q&A episode a little bit. So we're both from Florida. Where did you go to college? I did my freshman year at Columbia College in Chicago. Super cool. Shout out. But after that first year, I kind of re realized like LA was the end goal, obviously. So I took that leap of faith and did that. I feel like one thing that's really cool about you that people might be interested to learn more about is like you knew exactly what you wanted to do and you have really stayed on that trajectory the whole time and haven't wavered from it. Whereas I was so different. When was like the moment just for people listening? Obviously, I know this stuff about Matt, but I think it's cool to hear. When was the moment that you knew you wanted to get into like composing? Because I feel like you've always been musical, but like what was the moment that musical turned into? I mean, musical lesson, like you've had musical talents. When was the moment that you went from like, okay, I have this interest in music to like, I want to be a composer? It would have been like right at the end of high school, you know, like right when you have to start thinking about college and life and careers and all that. Because I had played in, in a band in high school and that had kind of went its separate ways. And then, you know, it was junior year, senior year of high school where I was thinking about college and what am I going to do? And, you know, film music was a career that pertained to both film and TV, which I always loved also, and music. So it was like the light bulb went off that like, who knew that this perfect niche could exist? And I'm doing that. And yeah, so I knew like going to Columbia College, there's a film school there and there's artists there. So I worked on you know, some student films there and worked with the film department. Then ultimately I knew that if that's what I'm going to do. It, why, why wait another three years or whatever? So totally I just moved. So someone had sent in a lot of questions kind of just pertaining to our careers and our life. And I think it's interesting. People want to open up the discussion in terms of like, if we prefer work from home over work from office is what they had asked. And I feel like the thing about Matt and I that we have most in common is number one, our ambition, but number two, we both have never really had traditional career paths where we like reported to an office or had a team or like a formal boss. Like we've obviously worked under people before, but I feel like we've never really been at the mercy of like a 
bigger business per se. So I feel like I have pretty much always been on my own. Even when I worked in medical sales, I was working my own territory and I worked basically on my own schedule whenever I wanted to. Obviously I had to work every like Monday through Friday, but I could go to offices and do whatever on my own plans. And so working from home for me has really been all I ever know. Now I am very outgoing and I love talking to people, but I also I'm totally fine being alone for like days on end. So I thrive working from home. I could never see myself thriving in an office environment just because of like the distraction. But this person was saying they feel so disconnected when they're working from home, overworking from office. I don't know if you prefer, like I know that you sometimes report for movies and stuff to like a studio or to someone's Mm -hmm. house. How like, do you have any thoughts on that? For me, it's like a grass is greener thing where when I'm at the studio for long hours and stuff, I would wish I could work from home. But sometimes when you work from home from too much, you wish you could go to the studio and leave it there. I mean, I think I would ultimately prefer working from home because it's on my own terms and it just can be a little harder to get yourself motivated, I guess. In terms of work and like work ethic, I thought this was an interesting segue in terms of Taylor Swift. Someone had asked our opinion on whether or not we think that Taylor will disappear after the Eras tour because she's like kind of put in her time and her work and the Eras tour is embodying her whole body of work. What do you think from like an outsider's perspective or like from a business perspective? Do you think that she'll kind of go off grid for a bit after this whole next year of finishing out the Eras tour? I I would think so. I mean, she needs a break probably, and but that would probably create its own media storm also, right? Like why, yeah. where, where Taylor go? Where, what's she doing? I get, yeah, I could see it. I think so. You don't you think know? that she'll stay, like keep up with the momentum and like drop more albums and keep up with it? Well, she'll, how many more re-records does she have to do? So she has two more re-records and here's the thing. I made a video on this recently. So if you want to recap, head over my Instagram, but basically she's been on this pattern of an album, two re-records, an album, two re-records. So what we're expecting next, hopefully next month is what my prediction is, is TS11, which is what we call like her next album because it'll be her 11th album. TS11 is expected to be next. That's like the theory or the whatever. And then the two re-records would follow that. So that would still give her like momentum for the next presumably year to two years. Like she could really space those out. So I don't know. I mean, she's been in the studio a lot. Remember the studio that we had went to in New York City? New York. The Electric Lady? Yeah. yeah. She's been photographed there pretty much like every month the past six or seven months. Even during tours, she would fly to Electric Lady in between shows like during the week and stuff. So we know that new music has been recorded. She's been also seen like in the studio with Kendrick Lamar and a bunch of people have like walked in and out while she's been there recording. So I know something's coming. It's just a matter of when. People are just curious to see if it happens while she's still touring or if afterward she'll like then drop things. So yeah, oh, from I would think she would work until she gets the re-records done and she's like caught up on that and then do another new album and then take a break for a year or whatever. That's how I feel too. And people think in terms of like what the shift of the next album would be, that it would be a lot happier. Like she doesn't have a breakup to talk about right now. You know, she's got this new budding romance. I know that you always say her songs are about breakups, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> I feel like she's got this new budding romance. So people are saying like the direction of this new potential album could actually be refreshing and exciting and kind of like a new-ish tone for her. So I think that would be interesting. My question for you and someone had asked, what is our prediction for what the next album's genre would be? Well, I've been saying to you, she's going to go back to country. And I think that's just- You have been saying that. I think it's because 
I feel like country music is kinder to females in the industry more than pop or mm-hmm. this top 40 radio. What do you mean by that? I think everyone knows that there's that inequality of female pop stars and artists are held to that higher standard of, you know, I don't know. But I think in country music, I think she has more longevity in her Mm -hmm. recording career. That's interesting. Yeah, I think country. The big talk is country or rock. And I just feel like country would make a lot more sense, especially Mm. if her last re-record that she releases his debut which is like her first album that's country she could easily segue into that and kind of grab people's attention by doing like some vault tracks that are like unreleased country songs and then kind of using that to gauge if it does well or how it charts plus i also heard that country music i saw this recently online that country music for the first time in like 20 years is outperforming hip-hop and r&b i believe it Yeah, I feel you've definitely been dabbling heavily in country and know a lot more about it than I do. But I feel like I'm hearing a lot more country on the radio, like on the pop radio than I am other genres. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think it was always there a bit like how soccer is, you know, to the rest of the world, the most popular thing. And then here we're like, well, what is that? I think country's kind of the same where it was always there and, you know, massive amounts of people were listening to it. But now people like Jelly Roll is a perfect example of people with a country country background are transcending into that pop mainstream realm. And so I think that's a big reason for it. Totally. I'm curious to see what kind of happens in terms of that. And a lot of people will speculate that she'll bring back the country accent, which is kind of hilarious. I don't think that'll be the case. (laughs) No, she doesn't have to bring back the accent. No, definitely not. But you know, obviously, a lot about music because that's what you do for a living. Someone had asked what our most rewarding experiences have been in our career so far. And being that you do music for TV and film and movies and all that, what has been your favorite or top moment or experience so far? I mean, it would either be Guardians last year, obviously, that movie nearly took it out of me, but we made it to the end and it exceeded our expectations, which was, you know, all that we could ask for. And, you know, it's, I think it's rare when the third movie in a trilogy does the best and is the best of all three movies. So yeah, probably Guardians 3 last summer was the highlight of my career so far. Do you think there will be a Guardians of the Galaxy 4? Not in that iteration, you know, with those characters, if those listening, you know, are Marvel fans, they know that they'll bring people back and they'll do things. So it's all never say never. Right. But yeah, I don't think it would be Guardians 4. It would be, you know, another story or another franchise with some of those characters. Yeah, I don't know much about the Marvel verse. Is that is that what I call it? Marvel verse? The Marvel Cinematic Universe. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, but maybe I will be more intrigued if Taylor makes some sort of directorial or producer debut in film. I'm not a big movie person in general, so maybe that would be the thing that gets me into it. Obviously, I support everything you do, but that is the extent of my movie knowledge. Now, speaking of movies, someone wanted to know our quick thoughts, and I think everyone already knows my thoughts, so I'll ask you. Our thoughts slash did we like the Barbie movie? So Matt, what were your thoughts and takeaways on the Barbie movie? Yeah, I loved it. It was great. It was funny. It was entertaining for anyone. It was an easy story. It wasn't, you know, a musical, which I hate. It was (laughs) fun. The acting, great. Everything, great. Funny. 
I feel like my, one of my favorite parts is the fact that they talk about Century City in the movie. And if you are familiar with LA, like Century City is a very not exciting place. Like there's not much there except for like high rise office buildings. It's very much like industrial to me. Like it's not a residential place or anything like a touristy place. There's a mall there, but that's about it. But speaking of LA, someone had asked, what is it like living in LA and what makes it worth the cost? I will go first. <laughs> Because we have totally different perspectives on Los Angeles. But for me, growing up here in Orange County, which if you are not familiar, Orange County is like two hours south of Los Angeles. So growing up here in California in the early 2000s, I mean, I absolutely loved it here. I loved growing up here. I feel like I got an amazing education in elementary school here. And I overall just loved the lifestyle. And I can honestly say that even as a kid, I truly felt so connected here to the place I was living. And immediately when we moved to Florida, which I was around maybe like I don't know, eight, nine years old. I honestly can't remember that well, but I was old enough to remember it. I always said, and you can, my parents can verify and maybe I'll have my parents on one day, but they, I told them I will be moving back to California as soon as I can. And I did that. I stayed close to home for college and then I moved back out here. So for me, I feel like LA holds so much opportunity. I really love the lifestyle here. I feel like the biggest difference of what I noticed from living in Orlando, which is a massive city to LA is that there's so much opportunity here, but there's also just a different um, vibe and tone to everything. I feel like Los Angeles and New York are like the two places that get everything first. It's a very hot, cool place to live. And I love like trendy, cool, fun, new things. I love a green juice. I love a fun, cute restaurant. But I also love and live for just kind of like unique experiences. And I love that here we can have kind of it all. But in terms of the cost, I don't know. I mean, we will have very different answers on this. I know for a fact, I feel it is worth the cost of living here because of the high return. I look at it as an investment, right? Like it's a high cost, high return situation. It, LA to me is what you make of it. And I feel like if you take full advantage of everything that it has to offer, you could justify the cost. And then the last point I'll say is you make more because you live in LA, right? So like your hourly wage will be a lot higher doing the same job than it would be in Florida. So I don't know. I feel like it somewhat balances out and just in general, it's expensive to live everywhere, but that's my two cents on LA and I'll let you say yours because yours is going to be very different. Yeah. I mean, is it worth it? I think it more depends on what you do and what you want to do. You know, if it's anything in entertainment, there's kind of no way around it. You just kind of have to be here. But I think it's worth it just for that. If not the weather, the concerts, there's a million things going on, beaches. I love the desert personally, because growing up in Florida, seeing the desert is like going to Mars or something. It's like the whole polar opposite of landscape. So I love that. But is it worth it? I mean, it's hard to, to say yes or no. It's so subjective. But for me, ultimately, yeah, it's worth it. Even though I have my gripes and complaints. and <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you do. If it was up to Matt, we would be living on a farm with 98 cows and chickens and goats. And we would have like be building structures of our own and growing our own things and have zero contact with the outside world, which sounds like my personal nightmare. <laughs> Not that I don't know. We would have contact with the outside world. Minimal contact with the outside world. <laughs> 
Well, that was fun. I feel like we could go on for days with questions. So if you guys are enjoying Q&A episodes, please let me know because I would love to incorporate more of them, especially because there is a person behind all the Swifty stuff that we talk about all the time. And I love clowning with you guys, but I also love getting to know you and giving my tips and tricks and just sort of like pulling the curtain back, if you will, on my life because I love connecting with you. And please, of course, fill out the form and send in more questions if you have them for my next Q&A episode. But I want to end with one fun question before we get into our Swifty submissions. So the last question is, if we were to meet Taylor Swift tomorrow, what would we say to her? So I'll let you go first. What would I say to her? (laughs) (laughs) Write a country album. That's what I would say. Love that. You did get to meet Taylor Swift's dad, like came right up to us. Well, I met both of them. I met Mama and Papa Swift. Yes. And she said a lot of nice things to you. She was very nice. Yeah. She said that Matt was very handsome. Didn't handsome, right? That's what she said. I think so. Yeah. And she gave Matt a Mama Swift loves you friendship bracelet. And then Papa Swift gave him a guitar pick as well. So he got the full Mm -hmm. Papa and Mama Swift treatment. I sure did. (laughs) No, Matt, we like to end. I don't think you listened to Swifty School, so... (laughs) <laughs> which no, I don't. I'm not expecting, <laughs> not expecting you to, but I end every episode with what I call Swifty submissions. So I have a form where we get hundreds okay. and hundreds of either Easter eggs, questions, requests, whatever it is, and people can submit their name or it can be anonymous. So I have three for us to kind of just like go through at the end of today's episode. And the first one is anonymous. It is a reputation TV theory. So reputation TV is one of the last two re-records that Taylor has left to announce. And this is what Anonymous said, quote, Instagram hiatus because she left socials right before reputation, but for how long is the question? 112 theory points us to February 16th, which yes, we know and I agree with. She last posted on Instagram on December 14th. If her next post comes on February 16th, along with an album drop, then that would mean 63 days of no posting and two months and two days between her last post and that post, which six plus three plus two plus two equals. 13. Now, this is one of the most well thought out and delivered theories that I've gotten in a while. And I have to say the clowning, the clowning, the math is mathing. I will say that. And I like where your head is at. I don't think you're in a bad place. I do like your train of thought here. But honestly, I feel like the numerology has gotten so wild with like Taylor's Easter egging that I don't even know what to think anymore. I am a definitely a 112 day theory stan. And I'm going to do a whole blog post for you guys, if not when this episode comes out uh, very soon, breaking down the 112 day theory, because if that was confusing to you, which I'm sure it was, especially if you're like in the car listening and trying to calculate in your head, not to fear because I will be breaking that down further, but I do love this theory and where you are at. So thank you for sending that in. Now, did any of that make sense to you? No, none of it. (laughs) Good. Okay. Second one, again, is from Anonymous. And they said, can you talk about the People's Choice Awards and the history of it? Is there a dress code, etc.? I will absolutely do an entire episode and probably series on Instagram Reels for you guys. So make sure to head over to my Reagan Bailey Instagram account so you can stay tuned for information on that. I don't really know anything about the history of it. I think it's like one of the 80th People's Choice Awards. I I might be making that up. I think it's like one of the first years it's on NBC instead of something else. But I might be making that up. So stay tuned. I'm going to do a full deep dive. And that's that. Now, the last one that we're going to cover is from Noah. And they said, what if the me and slut song 
were connected, as I had said. I had previously referenced this as like an angel and devil on the shoulders. If, go listen to previous episodes to hear my thoughts on that. But Noah said, what if in Reputation TV, we have a vault track that brings me and Slut all together? I think this is very possible. I think the Reputation TV vault tracks, like Taylor said in her Time People of the Year interview, I think they will be fire. I think they will be very telling. I think they will be riddled with Easter eggs and kind of bring us back to like where Taylor was during the Reputation era, which was very much like in her post Kanye, Kim Kardashian situation. So I don't know. Curious to see where those lead us and I Absolutely, will be clowning very hard for February 16th because I feel like the whole Swiftum is going for that date very, very hard. Matt, I don't know if you care at all about Reputation TV or where you're at, but what is your favorite album recently? I feel like you've said Midnight's, right? Midnight's, yeah. Matt got a vinyl record or vinyl player and we've been playing Midnight's. That's the only vinyl that we own. So that's the only choice when we want to use the record player. So we've been listening to a lot of Midnight's. It's also the CD that's currently in my car. So we've been listening. And the other day he was like, I kind of think this is my favorite Taylor album. And I would have to agree with you on that. Yeah. Well, I have a lot more. They're just in the storage unit. I still have to oh. get them, but there, there's too many. We need some kind of place for them still. So they're still in the storage unit. Well, that's news to me. Anywho, thank you so much for joining me, Matt. It was a pleasure having you. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. <laughs> pleasure to be in the same house one wall apart. I didn't have to Anyways. go far. Didn't have to go far. As always, it was a pleasure clowning with you guys. I cannot wait to see what we have in store next. Let me know if you have any feedback on the Can I Ask You Question episodes, and I will see you on the next one. Bye, Matt. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. I know all too well how busy life can be, and I am so grateful that you chose to stay, stay, stay. Now, just know this is me trying, and I would greatly appreciate if you took a minute to leave a review or maybe share this episode with a fellow Swifty. Make sure you join my broadcast channel on Instagram for more Swiftivities. And long story short, this love is real, and I'm beyond grateful for your support. See you next time.